Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We're going to tell you the second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Better, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, same number. Keep the text coming at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. To the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, we're joined by Kevin Weeks from the ESPN and the NHL Network for a friends at Canadian Power Pack. Canadian Power Pack is Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Kevin, how you doing? Great, buddy. How you doing, man? Beautiful Good. day here in yeah. New York. It's beautiful at Edmonton as well. It's gorgeous out right nice, now. Nice, nice. Yep, and it is the calm before the storm because I think the next two weeks are going to be wild in hockey circles. you got a lot of teams yep. that don't have a lot of cap space. Um, the cap is only marginally improving. Um, you know, you got organizations like Arizona willing to take on contracts and money. I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, tons. It's going to be awesome. There will be a ton of movement. Absolutely. I'm just chasing stuff now on the phone while I'm while I'm doing our radio interview. <laughs> so, there you go. Totally hear you. Yeah. Uh, you were the first to put out Luke Richardson to the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, which a uh, former Edmonton Oilers player. I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball at you. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and Kelly McCrimmon, and that's an organization, and you know those guys, and I think if you really wanted to, you could probably work for them in a senior management role. They brought in Sean Burke. And I'd like to get your thoughts. He's basically going to be heading up. We've talked about this model before. Is it fair to say he's heading up the Department of Goaltending there? Is that kind of what's going on? Yeah, that's that's my understanding of it. Yes, exactly. And you know, it's been I, I loved them at their inception when they had Dave Pryor, who was in Washington for years, if you recall. Uh, they hit a couple of trifectas with three goalies that they drafted that played in the NHL twice with Washington under his, his kind of watchful eye. And then he went to Vegas, of course, with George McPhee. They had their amazing first year, and then things kind of went in a separate direction, which I don't understand. But all that to say, I think it's nice that you're bringing in Sean and bringing in Berkey with a guy with his experience and his pedigree and his expertise, and, and he'll assume a similar role, which I think will be great for them. Uh, somebody that we both know well, my man Freddie Brathwaite, and other fans know well, Freddie B., was at the HL level with the Henderson Silver Knights there in Vegas. 
and done a really nice job with that Logan Thompson, helped get Logan Thompson NHL ready, which he needed to be this year with the injury to Robin Leonard. Uh, but I, I think that's a wealth of experience. If you're going with Sean Burke and Freddie Brathwaite in your goalie department out in Vegas, two guys that played in the league a long time, that have had a lot of experience, that are good people, people that work hard, uh, I think that should really help elevate Vegas's uh, goalie position throughout the organization, starting at the NHL level, but not limited to. All right, you put something out on Twitter yesterday, and you mentioned a bunch of potential movement with, with some goalie coaches, and one of the guys you mentioned, speaking of farm team goaltenders out of the AHL, Sylvain mm-hmm. Rodrigue, who is Edmonton's uh, AHL uh, goalie coach. Obviously, Dustin Schwartz has gone through uh, now Dallas Aikens to Todd uh, Dallas Aikens, Todd Nelson, Todd McClellan, Ken Hitchcock, Dave Tippett to Jay Woodcroft. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. uh, you're hearing that uh, Rodrigue's name is out there as a potential candidate to get into the NHL? Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard his name's a potential candidate uh, from several sources and and a few different ones yesterday. Um, People were, you know, just kind of indicating the interest level. And then in a couple of clubs that I spoke to and a couple of people in the business that I spoke to, they've been really impressed by him as well um, just with his attention to detail obviously the job that he did at the HL level not limited to what he's done with Stuart Skinner there in the other organization but as you pointed out he also worked alongside uh, my man Woody uh, in Woodcroft who I think that you know they had a lot of success down there in Bakersfield and he has a he has a really good approach to the game there is a Stanley Cup multiple Stanley Cup goalie coach that mentioned to me uh, yesterday the buzz that uh, that Rodriguez is getting in the market as well. So he comes, he's coming highly advertised. Everybody's been raving about him. Like I said, from current goalie coaches to former goalie coaches to GMs to assistant GMs to other goalies in the business. I was on the phone yesterday with quite a few of them, and that seemed to be the consensus around him. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Right now, we still have some openings. Detroit is still open. Seattle is still open. Um, there's another one that's escaping right now that's still open for a goalie coach role. I think Toronto, excuse me, the Leafs. So there's some opportunity out there right now. Huh. Interesting. Kevin Weeks joining mm-hmm. us from ESPN and the NHL Network. Kevin, you mentioned your man, Jay Woodcroft. Maybe you can explain to the history, uh, to the listeners, your history with the Oilers head coach. Yeah, I've known him. We've known each other since we were young. We played minor hockey against each other in Toronto and, you know, always we're in the same circles and, uh, you know, we always keep an eye on who's who and who's going where and who's doing what. So once he finished playing, you know, in the minors and playing pro and he got into the coaching, I knew he'd be somebody that would be able to do a really good job as a coach because he was diligent as a young kid, as I was, and some of us, you know, that went on to play in the league for, out of the GTA. All of us were kind of wired that way, and he was too. Just maybe we had more talent on the playing side, but his aptitude for the game, his approach to the game, uh, him channeling a lot of those same things, work ethic and, and wanting to learn, you know, and you see how he's worked his way up the ranks. A lot of you would know Todd McClellan. Todd's no nonsense, but a pro's pro as a coach, coming through the dub, earned every step, and Woody was lockstep with Todd and learned a lot from him in San Jose, not limited to. Uh, of course, he, you know, learned a lot from Tip there at Edmonton too, and, and, and Woody has the pulse of these young players. Let's not lose sight of the fact that even with the run and with great reason, uh, of course, in large part to Leon and Kaner and, and obviously Connor and, uh, and my man Zach Hyman, let's not understate the impact of, you know, some of the young guys, Yamamoto, 
and Bouchard and some of those other young players, Ryan McLeod, he was able to help those guys develop down there. He's done a nice job. So he's earned it. Uh, I know how excited he is to coach in Edmonton. I've spoken to him. I know how much he respects the tradition. I know how much he, he loves the fans and, and the, the rabid hockey market that is Edmonton. And he, he just has a really good knack. And I think he did an outstanding job coming in once he got promoted and really elevating this team. As you pointed out, Stop, in some of our shows earlier in the year, or coming down the stretch, I should say, he really elevated the overall performance of this team. And I think he's done a nice job with the group. And congrats to him on getting that, uh, on getting that extension. All right, I'm going to give you a scenario, okay? There is currently an NHL amateur scout that when this guy was in the Western Hockey League, he drafted three goaltenders in the WHL that uh, two have ended up playing in the National Hockey League and one's a first-round draft choice of a current NHL franchise. So Hmm. I'm talking about Randy Hanch, the former general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Okay, Hancher was a Uh Detroit draft choice. I played briefly with Randy with the Southside Uh Athletic Club back in Uh, 1982-83. Randy has been in, for years, was in the Kamloops organization, then came to Edmonton. He he drafted Laurent Brassois. Then he drafted mm-hmm. Tristan Jari. Those guys turned out to be NHL goaltenders. Then mm-hmm. he drafted Sebastian Kosa, who Kurt Hill inherited as uh, when Randy mm-hmm. uh, was relieved of his duties as GM. The year before, by the way, the Toronto Maple Leafs tried to hire him uh, away from Edmonton as an amateur scout. He is now an amateur scout for the Arizona Coyotes. Can you have a separate scout that just drafts, and, and and by the way, you know Arizona drafted Gillen Gunther, who, by the way, yeah, Randy, draft, Randy yeah. drafted as well. Okay. So on that note, yeah. can you have a guy, uh, should organizations, we talk about having this, this goaltender stream or a goalie department where you have a senior mm-hmm. guy, can you have a separate scout that just his job is to find a goalie every year in the draft? What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I definitely think so. I think that's, it's just smart business. Like I, I've said this numerous times, right? Everybody always says, oh, no goalie, no game. And that's even playing street hockey. It's never the same, okay? <laughs> Mini sticks, it's never the same. All right, cool. You're playing table hockey, bubble hockey, and somebody can't move the goalie properly and toggle the, the joystick, you're pissed off. So, like, at every level, if you don't have a goalie or a good goaltending or pretty good elite goaltending, everybody says it. Like, shinny, you name it. So why at the NHL level, it's beyond my comprehension, a brain. Why at the NHL level do people miss so much on goalies and the more importantly are miseducated on goalies as much as they are? That's, a, that's, it's, it's almost criminal really. Like you're, you're, if you're involved in a franchise, the best thing is if you don't know and when you don't know, don't you say and defer to the people that do and hire more of the people that do. And also to me, it is an absolute, I think, I think it's absolutely embarrassing to say that you're a GM or you're somebody and you're like, oh, I don't know anything about goalies, just stop the puck. It's your job to know. You're running the franchise. Get with the goalie coach, get to the rink, get on the laptop, get with a video coach, and at least give yourself a 101. Hmm. But you have to prioritize that as well by having people that know to bolster your organization because I've said this. Think about this, okay? My man Henrik Lundqvist here in New York, who I played with his first two years, Since Hank Hank has been in New York, and I know for a fact, because I know the renovation of Madison Square Garden was 900, so almost a billion dollars. The sole person, not Billy Joel, not Lady Gaga, I'm not saying they didn't contribute, not Beyonce, not Jay-Z, I'm not saying they didn't contribute, or Drake, or Biebs, or whoever. 
the sole main performer at Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena on the globe, for 15 years that was box office is Henrik Lundqvist. Okay? And all the money, it wasn't anybody from the Knicks, because I'm not flagging the Knicks, but they weren't even hardly in the playoffs. So Hank was the main guy. And part of the reason why Mr. Dolan and the Rangers family and Madison Square Garden Company was able to renovate Madison Square Garden at almost a billion dollars is because of how great Hank was for so long. And the reason why I say that is you get into the playoffs almost every year. They went on runs almost every year. They made it to that cup final against, uh, against L.A., if you remember. And by going deep, every game, every extra revenue that you're getting in the postseason is all gravy for the ownership group because players aren't getting paid in the postseason. Players stop getting paid at the end of the regular season. Yes. So, so that's where the gravy is. So to me, I love your question, and I think that the teams that don't do it, look at the Rangers now with Igor Shosturkin. Every home game in the playoffs this year, the Rangers are doing about $7 million U.S. dollars. And they went on a run this year. Put it to you this way, stop, and for the listeners, let me let you into this. So as an alumni, right, I do, you know, whatever, some alumni appearances for the Rangers and host things and things of that nature. We had something in Bryant Park, the famous Bryant Park, just off of um, Times Square. It was a Rangers watch party. The watch party for fans in the middle of Bryant Park was $500,000. For the watch party, when they were on the road. So that just tells, against Tampa, so that just tells you, right? Like, so that's so, what the Rangers are making, or that's how much it costs to put the event on? That's how much it costs to put the event on. Okay. Every home game right now in the playoffs, the Rangers are doing about $7 million U.S. million. So it's worth it because you're still continuing to build the interest in the product. 100%. And, you know, you guys, you know, you've got the Elks there. You've seen everybody that's come through there over the years, from the great Flutie to the great, you know, my man Damon Allen to whoever else, to whoever else, everybody – that's a QB there. Look at all the great cups you won. It's not accidental. You know what I mean? You go yeah. on deep runs when you have. Well, we had the best. Uh, you know, we had Warren, we had Warren Moon. We had the best. You had Warren we, Moon. We had the best of all exactly. time. Warren Moon. Thank yeah. you. Right? So, so you think about that. So lockstep, and that's on the gridiron. Yeah. And then you go to Northland, and you've got Fierzy, and you had Ranford, and you had Moog. End of the story. <laughs> It's pretty simple. It's tough. Hey, if I, I'm telling you right now, if I was, if I was running an amateur scouting department, I, I would, I would take a look at guys that have successfully drafted out of major junior, out of major junior, and I would say we're spending 125 or 150 thousand bucks and hiring this scout away from another NHL organization because this guy can find goaltenders. Because that's you have to be able. You don't often invest first round draft choices in goalies. Like I mean, Costa was the first goalie Kevin drafted out of major junior since your man Malcolm Subban was right. Like it's a decade back. Hundred percent. Right, but it's rare. It's really rare. Right. But it's, you got to be able to find guys rounds three, four, five, do. Kevin, and that's where the scouts come in. Well, to, well, here's the thing, right? Like, I was one of those guys. Uh, obviously, you guys had that in, in, with the Oil Kings when you go, when you go from uh, Brassois to Jari, okay? Yeah. Oil Kings, and then now Costa, okay? So in the mid '90s, even pre, even preceding us in Peterborough, it was. Um, Kay Whitmore and Ronnie Tugna, okay, in the late '80s. That's how rare it was. And then it was then in Owen Sound and Junior. It was uh, Storzy and myself in in the mid '90s, early '90s. It's rare. It's really rare, but it's so pivotal to be able to pluck guys 
out of junior because you've got to – let me tell you a quick story. I'm talking to Joe Sackett the other day, okay, at JW Marriott on Tampa. You know it. You and I were talking. Yeah. And I talked to I talked to, uh, to Joe. So I was like, Joe, man, you know what, man? Let's kill McCarr. He's like, yeah, we, he's unbelievable. And he's in, probably even a better kid than he is a player, which is crazy to consider. But I'm like, you know what? My brother-in-law, you know, a lot of times he works in ONG. And a lot of times he's on runs in, in Brooks. And whatever, you know, Brooks Bandits, this, that, and the other. And Joe starts telling me, he's like, well, you know, luckily we had people up there. We were rotating our people through Brooks. Nobody knew about it. You know, we didn't want to tip our hand. And when he fell to four, you know, we were so lucky because we had done all our homework on him since he was in the AJ. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's, and I know he's not a goalie, but he, he, he is a franchise-changing piece right now. He, he's one of, to start his career, he's one of the best D-men in the history of the league. Yeah. for what he's doing right now as an Albertan kid out of Calgary. So it just goes to show you, I'm with you. I'm, I'm very bullish on that uh, just for conversation. But if, if and or when I decide that I, I want to run a team or be a part of running a club or what have you, uh, I'll certainly allocate a lot of resources to that because, you know, it's a late, it's the late night, right? Stuff yeah. on driving up and down highway one and there's a snowstorm. Or, you know, you're coming out of Lethbridge on a late night. And when your organization takes care of your scouts properly, they don't have to worry about scrimping on the hotel and am I able to get to this one more game and get a meal and get a You know what I'm saying? You know, you know where I'm coming from. 100% all day. I got one final question. Since you were talking to Joe, Darcy Camper, yeah. do they re-sign uh, Camper or do they go with Franco's next year? And does that put Camper out in the market? I, I think there's a number that's going to make sense for them. It all depends on who they're going to be able to keep. I know that there's an appetite to keep Kemp's for sure. It's just a matter of if Kemp's is comfortable, if the abs are comfortable at that number, that makes sense for the abs because obviously the market could be pretty fruitful for Kemp's based on how he finished and the year he had this year. So I, I put that, if I'm handicapping that at a number, I put that at 50-50 right now. But I do know this though. I do know this. And you know he played in Red Deer for in Red Deer for Brent. So, but he's another example of what we were talking about when he was in Minnesota. I remember talking to my buddy Zach Parisi and Mike Rupp at the time. I'm like, I like this Kemper kid, man. He's a big kid. This kid can move. I like him. You know, he had to learn some hard lessons and and mature a little bit as we all do. But I'll tell you what, Rick Tockett really helped him in Arizona, become an All Star. Uh, Corey Schwab there is a goalie coach in, in Arizona, and also Billy Ranford and them in L.A. really helped him a lot, too. So, 100%. So, I was texting with him yesterday. Uh, I'm really I'm really happy for what him and his group were able to do. And, uh, and my man, Andrew Cogliano, too. Longtime oiler. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Kevin, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Anytime, brother. Thanks for having me on, buddy. You bet. That is Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network in ESPN 124 in Edmonton. And we'll take a quick timeout on orders now. We're going to be tying into something with Darnell Nurse a little bit later on in the show. It's 124 in Edmonton. It's June 30th, and Bob Stoffer and Derek Scott are with you on Oilers. Now, we just heard from Kevin Weeks and the NHL Network and ESPN. For our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Uncle Milt uh, told me many years ago that a customer had relayed to him 
A good salesman sells me one truck. A great service department keeps me coming back. Well, that customer and his family have purchased more than 50 units from Brentridge Ford out in Wetaskiwin. That same service department is one of the reasons that Brentridge just received their 11th Presence Award from Ford for customer satisfaction. If you need maintenance or repairs in your vehicle, you can call Kevin, Margie, or Mike at 1-877-477-FORD. That's one 877 477-3673. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. We're going to re-engage in the text momentarily, but not before we go to the orders now. Prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com. As it stands right now, the Edmonton Oilers have the 29th overall pick in the upcoming entry draft, which will take place uh, next Thursday and Friday. The, in Montreal, the Oilers uh, do not have picks in rounds two, three, or four, and then they have picks in rounds five, six, or seven. There's a chance the Oilers could trade down out of the first round to get multiple picks in rounds two and three. There is also a chance they trade the first round pick as part of a package. You do have to think that the Oilers have to contemplate creating some more cap flexibility for themselves. Will that result in a pick from a subsequent year? being added and again we're waiting to find out what's happening with mike smith and duncan keith can you get creative with one of those two contracts there's been some reports i know there's a couple teams out east columbus for sure is looking for a little bit of size in their lineup what about ottawa we hear ottawa is open to doing business as well and i bring those uh, teams up because of the name zach cassian uh you know what ends up transpiring with him is there what kind of market is there for tyson berry I think Seattle would be interested in Tyson Berry. I can see Montreal, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, making sense. It all will take place over the next couple of weeks. If Edmonton holds the pick at 29 and a guy like Reed Schaefer's there, who played for Seattle, who scored 32 goals and had 88 points during the regular season, had an impressive playoff run, a six foot three, physical, aggressive player, I could totally see the... Uh, Wow, I keep getting, like, I don't know what happened. I could totally see uh, the Oilers not being the type of player. Uh, I don't think he's going to be there at 29. I think he's going to go middle of the first round. So we'll wait and see. And just one more thing on the draft. I'm taking Shane Wright, number one. So if it's me, I'm taking Shane Wright. Montreal Canadiens, we're hearing, want another top 10 pick. They want to make some noise at the draft. It's going to be very intriguing to watch, to say the least. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Where do we go? This text comes in, as long as there are teams out there with enough cap space that they can sign uh, with another team, the Oilers aren't going to be able to compete with signing notable players. That comes to us from Kevin, and my response to that would be uh, you need to get creative to create uh, cap, uh, cap space. Jake from St. Albert says, Bob, if the Oilers do trade the first round pick, you have to imagine it's for a goaltender. Well, that's what Colorado did, and it worked out. Randy says, Kevin Weeks is an elite guest, one of the best in the business. Thanks for having him on the show. That one comes to us from Randy. Um, different Randy says, Bob, you got to love Kevin Weeks. Uh, he will be missed next season on your show when he's named president of the San Jose Sharks. 
Bob, what about Jaeger Furcus? That one comes to us from Ben. That's uh, some of the texts that have come in. Uh, Furcus is out of the Moose Jaw Warriors of the WHL. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Darcy McLeod, a.k.a. Wood Guy. We're going to have a discussion on uh, Yesapol Yarvi and a couple other topics, including goaltending, when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.